four improvisers have chosen to don their cloaks, brandish their sabers, and speak in terrible accents for your entertainment. Pass the Doritos, grab your dice, and go on a quest with Des Moines' best comedians as they do all of those things in Des Moines and Dragons! Greetings, travelers and adventurers, to another episode of Des Moines and Dragons. I'm your dungeon master and podcast host, uh, general guy who rolls dice and hangs out with dorks. It's me, Wait. Paul. That's a direct dig at you, Tim. What? Oh. <laughs> um, welcome to episode eight. Yay! We're all Yay! here. We're all here hanging in uh, Charity's apartment, as per usual. It's uh, it's hot. I shouldn't have worn pants. Sorry. Uh, it's not, it's, it's all good. You know, it's, it's fine. Uh, I'm really happy to be here to be playing games with y'all, so we're going to check in with the crew, see what they've been doing since we've been gone. I'm going to kick it over to Jason. Mm. What's up, man? <laughs> not much. Mm. How's it going? It's good, buddy. How was your show? You had a uh, show? show was really good. Yeah. It was fun. We got to play with uh, label mates, Black Road, and band from Wisconsin called Atala and uh, it was it was a really good night um, there was much celebration and camaraderie had by all cool it was fun neat and that was the names right who's that that was the names right <laughs> you got it <laughs> Jesus sorry it's been a long day uh, and I'm sort of, I'm sort of struggle busing this afternoon but it'll be fine it'll be fine it'll be good that, have, yeah that sounds neat yeah it was fun it was good uh, we'll kick it over to you now, Tim. Okay. Hi. Hi. I broke my nose yesterday. <laughs> what? Yeah. How'd you do that? We were kicking around a ball and just like in a little tight circle and guy kicked it and just went right for my face and oh my it wasn't even like that hard of a hit, I thought, but then I just felt the blood come down my nose and it was like, oh, I'm bleeding. Where were you kicking a ball around? Friend's place. <laughs> oh. Driveway with their kid. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's cute. It was cute. Except for... And I started bleeding out of my Smashing face. your face. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Just blasted me in my Taught face. Taught that yeah. kid a valuable lesson. He did. Mm-hmm. I did. I guess with my your, blood. Your, your blood. With my your, blood. Your blood taught him a yeah. lesson. It doesn't yeah. look bad. No. <laughs> yeah, it actually doesn't look that broken. No, like, it wasn't even, like, huge break or anything. It just, I think... Sure. One, yeah, just my right side, too. It didn't, like... Wasn't mm. gushing or anything. It's it looks fine. Yeah, thanks. You're still crushing it. Yeah, you know, honestly, it was kind of relieving <clears throat> when it happened. I felt like I could breathe better. <laughs> Just like a real good crack, yeah. like a nose crack. Yeah, like I needed it. It's you like know? you know, popping <laughs> your back. Oh yeah, yeah. that's so gross. We need to move <clears throat> on. Breaking my nose is like one of my worst fears. It was actually really chill. Mm. Um, well, <laughs> maybe I needed to hear that. This is why the older generation hates us. <laughs> The break my nose was real chill, bro. It, it was lit. Real yeah, chill. it was lit. Yeah, chill. <laughs> the nose break was all right. Lit chill. Uh, Charity Barity. What's up? What have you been up to, my dear? <clears throat> um, nothing really. What I've... on your body has been broken since we last met you? Oh, um, nothing since we've last met. Cool. But I've broken almost all of my toes at least twice. Wow. Well, yeah. if you guys stick around for the third episode, <laughs> at the end of the episode, we'll ask Charity about her gnarly broken toes. Yeah, man. Your feet look like all... Are you no. like a ballet dancer? Uh, no. Can you tell? 
Um, on the one, you can tell it's pretty crooked, and I'm an idiot, and I didn't do what I was supposed to, so the my toe healed crooked. Oh, cool! And it nice. healed over one of my joints, so now my big toe I can only bend it from like the first or like the bottom knuckle. I can only oh, bend oy, it like oy, this, oy. yeah. And sometimes it hurts if it's gonna rain. I'm not lying. That is really weird. Uh, my pinkies are crooked. Oh, hell, they're crooked. The, oh, this wow. is hereditary. God. My grandpa's pinkies were the exact same way. His grandpa's pinkies were crooked. This was cool. My my grand. I'm, I don't. I don't think. Mine I'm pretty sure he was just gnarly. lying. Sorry. But he said that it, in ancient Egypt, it was a sign of kings to have broken pinkies. So uh, well, they didn't have kings. So yeah. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> fuck you, Tim. <laughs> the Valley of the Non-Kings. Um, yeah. um, actually, uh, they had pharaohs. Uh, if you grow page 62 in the manual, you will see. Yeah. All right, well, thanks, Tim. That's okay. cool. Thanks for ruining that memory no, of fine. my dead grandfather. That's cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's fine. His it's... grandfather was trying to set him up for, like, a national treasure type fucking adventure oh. across the oh. world. And then he just the threw it all in the trash. That's our next well, they campaign. They're not really kings. It's Western word. Yeah. Cool. And on that note, we're <laughs> going to kick it over to our narrator, who's going to intro us into episode eight. Don't go anywhere. Father, I wish you were here to help guide me on this path I now walk alone. My advisors tell me to distrust Scarlatoid. They tell me he is lost to his books and conspiracy. They tell me he returned from the Southlands a different man. They tell me he is mad. But what if his words are true? What if he is best to lead our people in the coming years? I wish you would tell me. But wishing is for the poor and desperate, and the Victorian lineage is neither. Isn't that what you used to tell me? Excerpt from the Diary of Queen Victoria, day 102 of Her Majesty's reign. <clears throat> Cadre 11A had managed to make it inside of Jury. After meeting with Devori, he informed the party as to the deteriorating situation in the nation's capital. Everyone agreed that some quick cash would be good to get into a lab. After all, bribing officials and guards is not a cheap enterprise these days. Unwilling to reveal themselves alive, Ornella asked Devori to go to the guild hall and get some work in their steed. Returning to the party later, Harbick and Orzok were in disagreement as to the method and work Devori provided. Cadre 11A headed a few hours north of Jury to the heavily mined mountains, seeking to eliminate a suspected cluster of goblins. But what they found... <laughs> well, let's just say it was a shell of a surprise. Harbeck, you wake up and you find yourself lying in a comfortable bed. You're in a room of stone walls. The furniture is plush and neat. There are sets of clothes hung on a rack, fine clothing in gilded green. A window lets in a beam of light that hits your face as you sit up. You're wearing an evening shirt with a wine stain on the front. You belch. We all know how this works. <laughs> went down you belch <laughs> and the smell of wine wafts up from your mouth there's a knock at the door excuse me master dwarf the queen will see you at your earliest convenience she will expect you in the throne room she is most insistent this morning uh, uh, yes uh, be right there and then Harbeck uh, 
looks out the window to see what's going on outside. You see a skyline that you recognize to be the city of Alal. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, it's a bright and beautiful day. What? (laughs) What happened? You think back to where you last left yourself, and it's uh, like trying to remember a dream. Details are fuzzy, your memory is foggy. You don't remember getting here, but you can't help but sense that this is real in some way, tangible. This is uh, more than a dream, but less than reality somehow. Uh, Are there any... I I look around the room for any mirrors. Sure. Uh, Inside the room is a writing desk with several pieces of blank parchment. There's a wardrobe uh, with your clothes hanging in it. Uh, There's a small uh, chaise lounge, (laughs) and uh, that's, that's what's in the room. Okay, um, I'll I'll leave and then I'll, I'll. I assume I'm in the castle, so I'll make my way to where I think the queen's throne room is. Sure. Just uh, do you dress yourself or do you walk down in your evening uh, wine-stained evening shirt? Yes. Yep. Okay. Should have <laughs> should have seen that coming. Um, so you walk through the halls and come. Uh, you have this innate, instinctive sense of where you're going. It's. Familiar and unfamiliar at the same time. You pass a hallway that has a tall portrait. Uh, The portrait is of a woman in resplendent armor. She has long brown hair that rests gently on her ornate green jeweled crown. She has fierce, determined-looking eyes that are staring off into the middle distance, almost through you and past you. She wears dark green plate armor and holds a very ornate battle axe across her shoulder pauldrons. A long cape is painted to be billowing out behind her. Uh, And there is a gruesome scar that cuts across her neck from one side to the other. Uh, Is there a crest on her? There is. You look at the crest and you see it is of a eye that's in front of a fleur-de-lis. Hmm. I keep walking. So you pass down a few more corridors. Uh, you know you're getting closer, sort of. Uh, you pass by an enormous mural. It's 30 feet wide by 20 feet tall. It's uh, like those paintings you see in museums. It's just massive. And it depicts a great battle between two armies. Uh, on the left side is an army of knights, soldiers, uh, made up of every race and gender and uh, kind of person in the kingdom. Uh, behind, charging behind them uh, is a lo- are large, flesh-colored ke- creatures with four arms and oversized eyes with chitin plating uh, covering their shoulders. At the head of the army is that same woman from before in her resplendent green plate, pointing, uh, challenging, on the opposite side, a mural of black... Scaly, uh, black scaly creatures, vaguely lizard-like in their appearance. Uh, These monsters have long white teeth and even longer vicious claws. At their head is a red and black lizard creature standing on two legs, and it is pointing at its opposite at the, uh, the presumed queen. Atop its head are two large cones with barbs at the end of them. In its mouth, a are rows of razor-sharp teeth. It has a long, flat tail that ends in two black pointed barbs that are dripping with a dark green liquid. 
You're staring at this painting, and a little woman comes up to you, uh, catching you off guard. Uh, Master Harbeck, <laughs> do you need assistance in finding Her Majesty's audience room? She advised us that it has been some some time since you were last here. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, please. This way. You can follow me. Thank you. So she uh, turns around and, and leads you down the corridor, down another set of stairs, uh, across another corridor, and eventually into the grand hall that leads into the uh, audience chamber. So you enter into the throne room. Uh, well, no. So she, the the servant, opens the door and stands to the side of the door, beckoning you inside. The large hall is lined with pillars that run down uh, either side of the center aisle, holding braziers that are lit, casting a dull orange glow in the room. Uh, between each pillar is a soldier wearing their full plate armor. The armor is a deep green with a single open eye at the center. All the curtains are pulled shut despite it being morning. A gold seat with sigils, excuse me, a red unblemished carpet runs down the center aisle and ends before the great Alalian throne. A huge gold seat with sigils of all the outer cities surrounding the top arch of the chair. Sitting on the throne is that same woman. Through her eyes, the harsh yellow glow, they have a distinct menacing appearance. She wears ceremonial plate that lacks the function of true battle plate, but is nonetheless just as imposing. The plate is decorated in green gem- green gemstones and colored a deep, nearly black green. Standing next to her is a half-orcs man covered in chitin plating. His head is bulbous and his eyes are milky white. There's no pupils. He holds a great sword across his arms at military rest. She stands as you enter, not taking her gaze off of you for a second. Harbeck, I trust that you slept well. It's been too long. You called, my queen, and I came. Yes, I... I I wanted to give you some time to think about my offer, and the time has come for you to give me an answer. I... I cannot. Are you sure... Yes. I don't enjoy doing this, Harbeck. Then don't do it, Ornella. But I have to now. Orzok, kill him. The pale, chitinous creature takes steps down from the Alolian throne, brandishing its huge uh, two-handed sword. You can feel the ranks of the uh, knights close in behind you. Uh, the whole time, she's locking eyes with you, staring at you, as Orzok gets closer to you. Um, I tear off my wine-stained shirt, and I cast uh, Thaumaturgy to light on fire, and I throw it into the middle of the room. Like, Come on, then! Uh, you wake up with a start. <sighs> what the hell? You find yourself in the bed, in the tavern, the room that you guys rented for the night after a long trip back into the city. Uh, everyone else is sleeping. You're covered in sweat. Uh, your head hurts. I, I think I need a drink. And then I uh, get dressed and I head down. So uh, early in the morning, the uh, the uh, hostel... Uh, mother is making uh, uh, breakfast stew for people to eat. 
the sun hasn't even started to come up yet. It's still dark outside. So I, I plop down uh, at a table and I uh, wave uh, over for her, call over to the, uh, the hostess and get some of that breakfast stew and uh, something to drink. She pours you a heaping helping of breakfast stew and a tall glass of drink. So uh, I thank her, and then uh, I pull out my holy symbol, and I just set it on the table, and I just, I, Harbeck sits and, and stares at it for a moment and just reflects on that dream. Um, and then he says his morning prayer, and he starts to wolf everything down. Perfect. Um, we cut over to the rest of the party beginning to wake up. Uh, you... Uh, <laughs> Find that Harbeck's bed is empty as you're getting ready, buckling buckles and getting packs packed, uh, getting ready to do whatever it is you decide to do today. Well, I'm I'm hungry. I'm going to head down. Is there anything you need? No, I'll be down in a few moments. Righty. I'll plop downstairs and... So Harbeck, yeah, you see Orzok uh, come down the stairs. Good morning, friend. Uh, try the stew. Mm, that sounds good. I gesture to the to the maid or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll take a couple of bowls of that. I'm pretty hungry this morning. Perfect. She uh, goes over and grabs a couple heaping bowls of the breakfast stew and plops it in front of you. Where's Davery? Uh, Davery's in. He's waking up. Also, he's in okay. the room with you guys. He wakes up. He doesn't say anything. Like as he's getting ready, he just quietly is uh, pulling on a shirt, uh, tying the top part of his uh, shirt strings. I don't know his medieval sad poor people clothes. Sure. And uh, buckling his boots and getting ready to uh, leave. Um, he gets ready as quickly as possible um, in the uncomfortable silence and picks up his pack and then heads downstairs without saying a word. Um, do you say anything, Tim? Ornella, how did you sleep? Yeah, so, sorry. Uh, so, Ornella, do you head downstairs then? Um, sure. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. It's all good. I think, um, well, I think that I try to grab Davery before he heads downstairs, but he brushes me off. Yeah, he says, I'll I'll see you downstairs. And he sort of, like, shrugs your touch off of his shoulder Mm -hmm. and and heads down the the stairs. Um... I sort of, I just want to, like, kind of motherly almost, like, make sure everyone grabbed everything and we don't leave any traces. Get your phone chargers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I think I'm stalling. Yeah. A little bit. Uh Uh-huh. Sort of, like, half, haphazardly making the beds a little bit and doting around. Cool. So. And then I head downstairs. So after uh, a few moments of quietly eating breakfast with Davery, uh, Ornella comes down. You see Ornella come down the stairs, and, and she sits up at the table with you all. How did everyone sleep? Well, uh, the best sleep I've had in uh, quite a while, I would say. Oh, good, good. Me too, me too. I had troubled sleep, but it was... These surroundings are odd for me, but... <clears throat> Thanks for asking. The food's helping settle things. Yes, this should give us energy for the day. 
I think we've got far to go. About that, um, I've been, I was thinking last night and this morning about that map that we found with, with all the, the places circled and some were crossed out. I, I think we need to head to the next closest town on the map. Well, where is that? Bogmali. Mm-hmm. To Bogmali. I, I think maybe that map was a list of places that they that Verantoid has been and has been to, or has been and where he will be going. Where he likely has agents working for him. Right. I, I think we it would be good if we went there and investigated. I think you're right. Davery doesn't say anything. He's just quietly uh, eating his breakfast soup. Davery, how are those bones? Oh. Oh. Um, they healed nicely. Thank you. You're very welcome, lad. You proved yourself in the cave. He just shakes his head, like nodding in agreement. I've been doing some thinking, too. And... Uh, <clears throat> Based on what you were saying last night, there's a whole lot of trouble here. If your government is really in disarray, you're going to need numbers and allies. Of course. Yes, sir. And I think we start in Bogmali. Will that be enough time, I... He's been too far too quickly, and uh, we're so far behind his plan. It could be that, um, well, Bogmali is a good start. It's a good place to investigate to find out more information, but I would like to suggest that we go south. Uh, to where? To my people. Mm. I mean, would they be accepting of you there? We don't know what's been going on with that, mate. Oh, they'll be accepting, all right. They need to know your story. There's much I need to tell all of you, and perhaps we could discuss it on the road to Bogmali. Excellent. Uh, how far is Bogmali from here, do you, Davery? Do you know? Uh, it's. He uh, sits to himself and thinks, well, uh, by. If we take horses, uh, we can be there in a couple weeks. Uh, we could be there in a week. If if we go on foot, could take a couple weeks. How far to your people? <laughs> the Southlands? Yeah, months probably. A couple months, but we could take we could take the river uh, farther west, and then head down the King's Road south. That would cut some time. It's a little more dangerous because if we're trying to avoid people, that might make things tricky. But we could make that trip in a month if we really went for it. And Bogmali's on the way, is that correct? It's right on the river, actually. Oh. Signs seem to point to Bogmali, then. And then we can make our descent downriver. Uh, to get south quickly. I think that sounds like an excellent plan. Good. How are we going to convince these people that they need to fight with us? I mean, who will believe our story? I know. That's what I was going to say. 
can we can we take a find one of these creatures and show it to them can we if we present them proof that there's some that this cult is real and that they're dangerous I mean they would believe you maybe we still have that that tapestry or thing from yes and some other artifacts from the cave um letters correspondence um we just don't want to say this all to the wrong people, right? We don't want... We don't know who is on our side and who is against us. Right. I also wanted to suggest that maybe there's an opportunity here with that Viscount... Uh, Viscount Fell. Yes. Yes. She seemed open and to well realities. She might be able to hold sway in the other big cities and with her resources, make the message carry quickly. You need agents inside of already occupied territory to be able to effectively mount a revolution or any kind of combat. You can use her as a supplier of information. At the very least, her and her people should be prepared for the likelihood of war. Some sort of test to get get a sense of her is probably necessary, but I don't know your politics as well as you do. I will rely on my insight. Well then, it seems that if we are to communicate with her, and we are also to travel to Bagmali, that um, that'll be difficult. That's one group. Yes, maybe we should split up while we're still here. Or we just go talk to her before we leave? Yes, it'll take a little more time. Good thing we've got an early head start. All right, then. We'll make our way back to Jury, and perhaps we can procure a means of transportation to get to Bagmali quickly. A horse or cart. So, uh, you guys head into the city, then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we we enter in on a scene. It's uh, early mid-morning, so the equivalent of, like, 10 o'clock. And the streets are Filled with people, like jam-packed. You can hear that there's music playing, um, that people are hanging. Uh, there are flags like the uh, the crest of the um, the town is waving on flagposts from people's uh, buildings and homes. And you can see uh, further down the main boulevard a wide swath of people have taken side on either side of the street and there is a parade of individuals heading down this boulevard cuts directly down the center of the city and actually goes out into the big uh, river port where all of the river boats go Uh, and you can see there is a procession that's going down this boulevard it's like three quarters of the way down there Um, and at the head there's a bunch of horses and it again just packed with people oh right the funeral for Aragold. Aragold. Oh, where could the Viscount be? You, uh, as if on cue, uh, you can see down the boulevard is uh, a huge grouping of armored knights, and at their head is a man in very fancy uh, uh, brown and blue armor, navy, deep navy blue, and he's riding atop a demigriff, like a not even a horse. He's on a 
big old demi griff and um you can see people like walking up to him and putting their hand out and he's uh holding a a gauntlet in one hand and uh letting his hand out to the people so they can touch his hand um and that's where viscount fell is uh next to him is uh viscountess um she's just on a horse and in a fine uh funeral garb of deep deep blue cool uh i guess I'll just start making my way through the crowd to try and catch up to the Viscountess. Sweet. Okay. Uh, cool. Uh, as you're walking, as you're walking down the boulevard, um, <clears throat> I'm going to uh, basically on the other side of the street. I'm going to be walking and watching um, what's going on around the, them, okay. um, just to kind of provide another viewpoint. Yeah. Another um, set of eyes. Yeah, I'm gonna. On the same side as Harbeck, but just uh, back away. It's not right up next to him. And I'm going to toss my little little thing up and around my face a little yep. bit. Okay. Me too. <clears throat> um, you pass that same street preacher from before, and he's he's calling out and screaming this apocalyptic nonsense. Uh, Harbeck, roll perception for me. Yep. It's uh, seventeen. You ignore him except for this line catches you. It is no coincidence that the late era gold has passed. Heed my warning. The selfish of the nobility in Alal has doomed us all. Fear that from fear that which comes from below, the darkness that will swallow us whole. Oh, and then I remember the the line from the the uh the, the couplet or whatever, the quatrain that we found. Mm-hmm. You're, you're reminded of this uh, theme. Yeah. That something evil is coming from below, the darkness, the underneath. Uh, and continue working your way through the crowd, I yeah. take it? Okay. Yeah. Yep. A, a short, fat woman... Her face is covered in warts, comes up to you and grabs you by the shirt. My sir, may I offer you a tarot reading? Oh, I uh, brush her off and I say, no, no, none of that magic. No, you son of a bitch. (laughs) And uh, you continue walking down through the street, catching up to the procession of knights and the demigriff, eventually making your way up to where uh, Viscount Fell is marching. He's just... Uh, holding onto the reins in one hand, he has his gauntlet uh, tucked under one arm and his uh, bare hand outstretched and people are just lined up trying to touch his hand. So uh, I want to, um, so I'm on his side. I want to cross in front to get to the Viscountess's side and try and get her attention. Mm-hmm. And it's me, Hi, uh, over here. She she looks down from her horse and says, Ah. Uh, uh. I delivered flowers for you. Yes, uh, you're you're with uh, Maze. Yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, it's a terrible day. It is good to see you. Uh, it's it's a it's a, a sad day, but I, I have important news. It's 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 of dire importance. <laughs> I'm sir. <laughs> what what is this news that you come to bring at the day of? Magister Aragold's funeral. I, I have information uh, from the capital that um, uh, an attack is, is imminent and forces are on their way. 
<laughs> Hold on. But what is this nonsense? Uh, sir, I must ask you, this is not appropriate. I know this is not a good time, but if I don't tell you now, it'll be too late. Roll, uh, make a charisma roll. I want you to roll something. <laughs> roll a number. Uh, don't tell me what you rolled. Let me pick first. Uh, roll persuasion for me. 14. 14? Okay. So she she looks at you and she says, I am terribly sorry, but this will just have to wait. I am not interested in discussing matters of whatever is going on at the Capitol right now while I am mourning a f- dear friend's death. Now, shoo. And she, uh, like tugs on the reins a little bit and moves closer to the Viscount as they march down the boulevard. And I just, well, I give up. We're all going to die. <laughs> I uh, kind of scooch Harbeck off to the side and <laughs> step towards them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wait, I, I really think that you should listen to him. What he's saying is important and we really need your help. Roll uh, persuasion for me. Don't forget you all have uh, Inspiration 2, which allows you to roll at advantage if you want. But you have to... It's a good roll, though. 21. Okay. Cool. So she looks at you, and she says, I will be in the cathedral this afternoon. You may meet me there. Thank you. Really, you're helping, you will be helping a lot of people. She'd uh, see her nostrils flare. Mm -hmm. And she uh, nods her head and uh, turns her head away from you. And it's like she she now is actively like waving to the other side of the street as if to like turn and avoid you. Mm -hmm. Be great if someone was just watching me wave at nothing right now. (laughs) Hello! I'm waving to the ghosts. Does anyone need a Modelo? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Carry on. <clears throat> so I see the kind we, of the we end exit of the, the crowd, and the, yeah, and I. Yeah, uh, Paul, can I have one too? I uh, yeah. I uh, connect back up with you. How how did what happened? Yeah. She'll meet us in the cathedral this afternoon. Right. So we have a little time. Um, perhaps we could help find some tran- transportation. Or perhaps you could start talking. <laughs> Very well. Um, <clears throat> so you know me as a prisoner from Morsang that helped you. Yes, uh, and you and you fought. You fought for man. Yes. Before that, before Morsink. I was enlisted. I am from a group of people, we call ourselves the Barabundi. We exist... How do I start this? We're a group that travels with the land and the, and the life in the southern deserts. You're nomadic. Yes. We are considered to be one of the three great tribes. However, we're not as great as we once were. At least when I left, we weren't. I know the feeling. There are two other tribes similar to ours, but 
each with their own ways and beliefs. <clears throat> and then there are what you call orcs. They are <clears throat> the mindless savages that attack and ride motorcycles and <laughs> very dangerous. I told you we can close it if you want. No, it's okay. This will really sound good. <laughs> it's, all, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> we'll take it out in post. I'll just make motorcycle noises with my mouth. My, my people have existed there since the beginning of time. We, our scale father, determined that it was in our best interest to try to ally ourselves to the, 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 man, the men, the men soldiers that were gathering at the edges of, our, of the lands that we traveled. Sure. This was in hopes to provide them. I scouted and provided them information on how to attack the other tribes because we knew that if we we're a barrier and they'd have to come through us, we gave them information so that we could know where we needed to be to live. That grew into campaigning against others like myself. And then I saw the writing on the wall, which was the men were not going to let us serve. They were going to, we were just going to be the last to be killed. So this, the scale, scale father to my, to my people is like a chief, chieftain to you. Or a king, or a you know, a village leader. They murdered him Who? as a sign. Who murdered him? The ones in I don't know how to say this color. It's and I point and he points at like this teal color on a banner. Oh. The people we called them. We just called them men. The teal army. Yes. They killed him as an example. Unfortunately, they didn't realize that our resolve would strengthen at the death of our leader. Because his wife, our current... Well, I don't know if she is our leader still. But we rallied. I essentially was the champion of our rebellion for two cycles until I was captured. I killed many teal men. The word from them had been near total victory. Well, we were a smaller tribe. However, we were disrupting their lines, ruining their supplies, and I was slaughtering to fill the void in my heart from the death of my chief. However, I was captured, and I was sent to Morsank as an example. I don't know what's left of my people. But when you ask, will they listen to you? When I have heard what's happening and that they're slaughtering everyone, they're going to have to listen. There are legends. That information that we found, it took me time and listening to you to understand what this was at stake. But we have legends that bear similarities to what this is all saying we believe there's a place that i that we call the eternity passage and it's where our where our creator came from and i have seen images like 
the one on that tapestry that we believe will bring the end of time. Varentoid was supposed to be traveling south through those lands, and perhaps he found something in his research from your people that, well, told him about all of this evil. If that's true, then perhaps we could find a way to close the hole. So the people that inhabit the southern lands, the wastes, as you call them, they're paradise to our people. They're more capable than people understand. There is a power there. They just choose to not live in this manner. And I gesture at the city and I, with almost disgust in my voice. I certainly can sympathize with that. I'm much more comfortable in nature. It doesn't make them weak. It doesn't make them lacking in intelligence. They're just different. I want you to come and be there. I need to go back. I may be, they're my people and they're hurting. But I also believe in what we need to do. I want to get them and convince them to fight with us. You will be amazed at the rage and the power that they can wield with the right cause. You'll have to vouch for us as well. I'm not sure. That won't be a problem. And I wink. Even for me? Even for you. So I, I, I think at the even, even for you, the procession has made its way all the way down to the uh, river port, and you can see the uh, carriage that's carrying uh, a body upon a bunch of brambles and sticks and logs. <clears throat> there are six men that are dressed in the same plate that the Viscount is wearing. They flank on three on a side. They pick the uh, pyre with the man uh, off of the cart and walk it over to a small raft and lower it gently into the raft and push it out into the uh, push it out into the water. Uh, as it gets further out, you can see that the raft is made of. It's not like made of wood. It's this almost mud substance and as it moves further out into the uh the water uh, the rapids be or the the river begins to move faster and you can see the the boat begins to disintegrate and slowly drift and split apart and the man slowly l- is lowered into the water by the disintegrating boat and eventually his body just disappears underneath the waves with that does the party where where does the party go from here? Now it's, we need it's still to find... the morning, and uh, Viscountess said that she would meet you in the afternoon at the cathedral. Are, are there any like maybe places of knowledge around here that we could look at? Maybe find some more information on sure, this like stuff? a library or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a very learned place. So there's a there's a library. Make a, well, Davery can take you there. So. Uh, Davery tells you how to get there and uh, shows you the way, like that song. And he takes you in the the library. It's not it's not some like epic. Uh, oh, what's that library? I saw that one. The library that's in Ireland in Dublin. What's that called? With the book of Kells in it. Oh oh. It's like on everyone's Pinterest board. 
Yeah, it's oh, it's right it's, on the tip of my tongue. So we don't need to figure Steve's it out because it's, it's not like that. It's like a really dark, dingy, like small building that just has I don't know, maybe like a thousand books in it. And uh, you go inside, and there's a small gnome with uh, big fancy spectacles on his face, and he's got five books on uh, lecterns in front of him, and he's reading all of them at the same time. You can see his eyes dart from one pay- one book to the next book to the next book to the next book, and then back to the first book to the next book to the next hmm. book. Uh, he doesn't pay any attention to you as you walk in. I say hello. Oh, oh. <laughs> hello. Uh, yes, I'm looking for um, books of prophecy, uh, perhaps uh, your oldest books. Books of prophecy, oldest books. Oh, uh, sure, that'll be mm, two aisles down, one aisle over, top left corner. Uh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. May I head off that direction? So you follow the directions he gives, and you see a half dozen dusty old voluminous tomes sitting up in the spot that he said. The books, uh, the books are titled... Uh, so you're looking for apocalyptic myth, basically, yeah. or religious myth. Anything that might help. Uh, so you find a couple books on imperial uh, superstition and myth. Uh, you find a book on the the history of the empire and its ties to ancient religion. Uh, you find a book on uh, written by the hell scribes on demons, where to spot them and how to kill them. <laughs> and uh, another book that describes... Uh, the world is ending, and what to do? I think I want to look at the uh, Hellscribe Demon book and see if I can't find a match for the the tapestry we saw. Uh, roll religion for me. Okay. And That's you can roll at advantage since okay. you're a cleric. Good, because I need to. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, need our speedo. Damn it. Um, that is uh, nine plus five, fourteen. You do not find anything that matches. So you're looking for something that matches the tapestry, right? Yeah. um, Or, yeah, orc smiths or stuff like that, I guess. So uh, you find nothing as it relates to the tapestry. Mm -hmm. Uh, You do find a couple mentions of a a devil of lies. Uh, There's That sounds good. There's a well, and you recognize that it that it is called by its name the Beguiler, who you heard before. Yeah. Um, uh, you see, he has a section in the book, small-ish. It's like about a half page. You ha- you get some information there. Okay. Cool. I'll give you a quick info dump. Okay. Thank Let you. Let me just get this pulled up. Info dump. Info dump. Taking an info. So the book says that. The devil, known as the Beguiler, is a sub-devil of a greater demon that produced it. Uh, The greater demon goes by many names uh, in many different cultures. The Beguiler is a devil of trickery. It revels in humiliating people. It, It gets power when individuals are deceitful to each other. Uh, the act of deceit in and of itself creates and manifests the beguiler there. Uh, and, it, it, you know, it depends on the lie. If the lie is extraordinarily huge and spans across millions and billions of people, it's way more power than a white lie 
of a woman that you maybe spend a night with and she said that she had an orgasm. Just hypothetically. Yeah, you know. <laughs> totally just, doesn't apply just, to anyone. Just bear with me while I describe a scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Let me paint this picture. Does it say anything in there about how to maybe banish it or to um, keep it away? Uh, so the book describes that banishing demons and devils is a relatively universal act that mm-hmm. they are all killed in the same it well firstly you can't kill them you can only banish them to the realm that they exist in yeah and depending how you banish them you can banish them for a longer or shorter amount of time okay so it doesn't describe in specific how to do this uh again that's sort of like what the hell scribes do so okay. they're not really willing to give up their right. trade uh but it it lists several like Oftentimes, a circle of salt is produced on the ground, and a bait and bait is made to attract the whatever kind of devil uh, emotion it might be tied to or desire it might be tied to. Okay. Uh, but they don't get into any more specifics deeper than that. All right then. Hmm. Well, I don't know if that was too helpful. Um, is it just me in this library? <laughs> uh, yeah. Or, no, Orzak is sitting at one of the tables. He can't read this kind of stuff, so he's just got his foot up on the table, he's leaning back, kind of looking cool. <laughs> but, what you finding out there? Well, um, having a hell scribe might help. I used to know one once, and then he flew off on a dragon, and well, I never saw him again. What's a hell scribe? Oh, well, a hell scribe is like a special forces within the kingdom that specializes with demonology, mm. which would be really helpful in this situation. Yeah. If we could perhaps um, invoke uh, the devil, the beguiler we've run into before, and somehow banish him, then that would take care of that, I suppose. The beguiler, huh? Yes. Um, I'm not familiar with this word. He's a demi-demon. Um... High ranking, um, but he does serve a master, and that I believe is the fellow in the tapestry. For purposes of my my remembrance, I love the birds; they're mm-hmm. very good, kind of tranquil. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the creature look like on the tapestry again? Sure, the creature had. Well, here I'll yeah, just there pull are up. birds in the library, nests on the top <laughs> of shelves. Yes, I'll just show you the picture. Um, Little nests made out of birds or book scraps. Pretty rad. He's a pretty rad he has looking. Two dude. things coming off the top. Yeah. Right? Okay, that's important. Okay, yeah. Got it. Yep. So as we're sitting there, I, I look at Harbeck and I say, "So <clears throat> most much of my I was I was educated in your tongue mm-hmm. when I got in service of the queen." <clears throat> Most of my, the knowledge that my forefathers shares is in story form, <clears throat> but in or in drawings and things and ca- wherever we find ourselves, we kind of share our history with where we are. <clears throat> but there is a particular set of tablets that we carry with us. Really, that <clears throat> in one of them. That creature from the tapestry is in it, and in front of him is an army of men with spears and swords. And he's that individual is coming out of the eternity passage. Is he um, kind of lizardy looking? Yes. Oh. Hmm. 
there's a goose that flies through the library. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, when you said all this stuff is connected, right? Your your insight is astounding. I I had no idea. I was so connected. Is is there anything in your traditions that speak of how to um, banish this creature? Well, in f- <laughs> and almost as planned. <clears throat> um, well, unfortunately, out of these tablets, the two that come between that image of this whatever. We really do need a name for him, I think. Death. All right, that's fair. The two tablets that come after that and the last tablet, which is everything is on fire and everything is dead. Right, right, right. Those are unfortunately, they're ruined. Well, isn't that always the way? However, oral tradition, spoken tradition is how a lot of our history is passed down. We may actually be able to learn things that we don't know from our elders and our shamans. Yes, if we speak to your old ones, perhaps they could help us. Perhaps. Uh, well then. Well, let's get out of here. Uh, Maybe we should find a horse or steal a boat or something. Yes. While the boys were in the library, I wanted to try to get a horse or two or three or four. Sure. Meanwhile. Okay, yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, uh, Ornella, so you go to a uh, set of stables and uh, I... and. I'm just reminding you. You and Davery? No. Well, yes, but I'm reminding Whoa. you that you have um, your mother's journal that I like. Oh yeah. If there's any desire oh, yeah. to look at that? I'm not saying do that right now. I'm just <laughs> not that a I little put heavy-handed, a, Paul. Not that I put a ton of work into the pages within a journal of a made-up dead lady. Uh, just saying that that's there. Um, so you go to a stable. I'm with, never gonna read it. Cool. I'm kidding. That does not make me upset. I'm kidding. No, I know. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> this, so is fine. Line, it's fine. this is fine. This is fine. I'm fine. There's this so fine. much tension across this table I'm right so now. so fine. Let me just take a very long drink. You just snapped a pencil in half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounded like, too. <laughs> oh, my God. He's... He's putting it in his butt. You don't need to finish that, nice. Paul. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to, I know, but I, I did. We all knew. Yeah. So you and Davery go to the... There's a stable that has a bunch of draft horses and riding horses. And you can see there's a... There's an elf that is uh, running some horses around a, a pole in the center of the... Uh, the, like a ring? Yeah. Arena what do they thing? call that? A pen. Yeah. A pen. A horse pen. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a pencil. <laughs> oh, there. I hate my life. Uh, and, and he catches sight of you, and he goes and goes up to the horse and uh, ties it up to a post and, and walks over to you and says, uh, Lady, sir, welcome. Um, my name is Chrysanthemum, and uh, I run these stables here. You can call me Chris. Oh, Chris, you you do run a lovely stable. Thank you. Yes. These are uh, my pride and joy. Lots. I've been breeding horses for a very long time. Yes, lots of beautiful animals in this in the stables, in these stables. 
are you and your uh, husband looking to purchase oh, a horse? Um, 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 yeah. Um, Davery, like his eyes go wide. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. Um, maybe the three. Oh, my yes, uh, three horses then. Um, very well. Uh, let me so. And you'll be. When will you be wanting them? Uh, as soon as possible. Oh well, uh, you will have cleaned me out, my dear. Well. But uh, I, I can certainly, uh, I have the, I have them here, so I would be happy to. Man, I just remember that thaumaturgy doesn't light things on fire. <laughs> I messed up my dream. Can I go uh, back? What, um, oh, what kind of of horses are they? Dream thaumaturgy does. That. I sacred flamed and then I thaumaturgy to yell. Um, they are, uh, he has, uh, whatever, they're the same. He has draft horses for you. Ooh. Okay. Um, great. Those will be perfect. Excellent. Uh, that will be 200 gold for the three of them. Good. <laughs> uh, could I take a horse or two on a, a test drive? Maybe just to, you know, just to, to see if uh, the the animal and I have a... Yes, of know. course. Uh, this one is saddled up here if you'd like to. Excellent. Let me help you, my dear. Sir, you don't mind if I... And Davery's just looks... Okay. And he goes <laughs> and grabs your hand and takes you over to the horse that's tied up on the mm-hmm. side of the pen. He undoes the bridle and... Uh, Takes well, he tightens the bridle and, and takes the reins and flips them over towards the horse's neck and helps you up to get into the saddle. And now you're on top of a horse. Good, I want to ride it around this pen. Okay, uh, roll handle animal. Mm. Got mammal handling, mammal handling seven. Okay, <laughs> so. You very, Fuck. very, you very quickly. Uh, this horse is broken. <laughs> <laughs> don't like it. I'm gonna return it. Can I see your manager? <laughs> so, I mean, it's just the horse doesn't really listen to you. You try to make a turn, and it just it is just running the way it wants to run, and it's running very fast. You try to slow it down. It's just not really listening to you. But it's a fine animal. Good. Um, I somehow managed to get it back to where we were, and I hop off, and like under my breath, I'm like, well, this will be Orzok's horse. <laughs> yeah, he goes up and makes some like clicking noise, like, mm-hmm. or whatever horse people do. Uh, horse people, whatever equestrians do, not half man, half horse people. Yeah. But he goes oh, up and grabs the reins out of the uh, out of your hand and helps you down and says, well, what do you think, miss? They're fine horses. They're all from the same stock, too. Excellent. That's uh, great news. I, um, well, I uh, like lace my arm around Davery's and kind of like pull him towards me. Um, well, dear, I, I think that we're gonna uh, grab, perhaps grab a drink and and some uh, something to eat, and then we'll be back in a little while to pick up the horses. Okay, and oh, that's fine. Uh, yes, I will get them ready. I, I will brush them and feed them and and get them ready for you. Um, <laughs> what a fantastic day! What a great day! This is the best day. Yes. Thank you so much. You're so kind. And Davery's just like in stunned, wide-eyed, like, what the, f- what is happening right now? It's going to be really awesome when we steal this stuff. 
He's such a I, sweet uh, man. Yeah. Chris, his name is Chrysanthemum. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know how to say it. I don't want to. My, like, one happy tear, like, rolled down my face when you said that. Um, anyway, uh, so what does this, what does Chrysanthemum do? He goes and gets them ready. He yeah, leaves. He, he leaves the pen. He leads this horse into the actual literal stables and uh, he disappears from sight. So I am going to try and find a back exit or something. So this pen, right, the, these stables, these are very nice stables because he's in the city. It's not like maybe but one or two people would ever have horses inside of like an actual city. But mm-hmm. he's ha- he has enough land and he's had it long enough that he has this place. So uh, there, uh, there's two exits in the pen. Uh, there's an exit that leads into the stable. And then there's an exit that leads into a very large alley uh, that juts that flows into the perpendicular to the main boulevard of jury so if you went if you took that main alley and went left you would go to the city gates if you went right you would go down to the uh port docks i feel like port docks is a redundant pork dots (laughs) it's like dipping pork dots sorry Jesus, charity! Gonna blow out the speed. The mixer's gonna take, explode. Take note of the time reference, so you're like, I can immediately right, go. Fifty-four fix that. seconds. Charity blows up the mixer with her witch-like cackle. Fifty-four seconds. Fifty-four minutes. That's my bad. I love the relationship that I have with Paul because sometimes Paul will just look at me and he'll go, you're so cute. I want to shove a Pringle in your mouth. And then other times he's like, you have a witch-like cackle, you dumb bitch. I didn't well, say the last part. He hits, hits you. Yeah. Oh, Ow! no, I, that's not... That was... Paul! I... Come on, guys. No oh. one listening to this would actually think I would hit someone. Absolutely not. Because I would get hit back, and then I would stop hitting. <laughs> Hands are not for hitting. They are for holding. And eating. No. <laughs> eating hands? Yes. Finger looking good. All right. Ew. Gross. So do, does the group rendezvous? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys rendezvous. rendezvous. Well, what have you got? Uh, we're going to steal some horses. Wait, steal? I thought we were going to buy them. Davery. We, we don't have any money. We didn't get paid from your job. Okay, well, just to be clear, we didn't get paid because we didn't go to the guild hall to collect our payment. So... <laughs> Just, I mean, there's go, get, a, go see if you can get paid. <laughs> well, you wait, what, not well. Didn't you say that this was all a trap to try to kill us? I don't know. I mean, yes, but now you're making a good point about maybe we can get paid. Well, I, I I'm maybe we're not going to get paid. You I, guys, I went out on a solo session plus Davery to try to steal us some horses, and I have a plan, and we're focusing on other things. Come on. Well, I'm. I like. I have to admit, I like stealing horses. Okay. okay. And I can justify their freedom. There you go. Uh, okay, I guess we'll steal horses. Thank okay. you, Davery. Yeah, you're welcome. What else? Um, that was really all <laughs> Davery, did. you didn't do anything? Oh, we're married now. What? I just, for the sake of simplicity, I happened to mention to the elf running the stables that we were married. Oh, well, congratulations. Yeah, it's a real happy marriage so far. 
Well, we went and did some homework and found out a bunch of stuff. Good. Oh, yeah? Yes. Or, Zach? Shall we talk about that before or after we steal the horses? Oh, well, what's the timetable on that? Well, what time is it? Uh, it's like uh, early afternoon. Okay. Maybe we should go talk to the Viscountess first. Right. Ah, yes. Of right. <laughs> you can talk on the way. All right. Let's go. I talk. Blah. Yeah. I can blah. No. Well. We sork in it on the way over to the Viscountess. Right. It's a great scene. Sork. A lot of moving cameras, walking, talking. Mm-hmm. I like it. A lot of like awkward hand brushes. Yeah. Between Ornella and Davery. Yeah, his hand just like just recoils. <laughs> oh, girls, or girl, singular, or girls. I'm the only. I'm the only one. I identify with my feminine side. There you go. I'm, I'm gender- pretty much a giant rod of masculinity. <laughs> Are you gender fluid, Orzok? <laughs> yeah, and, and by that I mean I'm constantly glistening, <laughs> covered in viscera, just ripped as my fuck. My gender is fluid. <laughs> That's right. Ew. <laughs> Ripped AF and oiled up for all to see. Gross. That's how I want to live out the rest of my days. It's not as fun as you think. <laughs> so we cut over to the cathedral, and you see that there are several guards standing at the front of the cathedral. And we're here with a delivery. He, he just... Uh, Motions with his head to go inside. Don't, don't say dope. anything. I just walk past. Rad. <laughs> gang, gang. Uh, yes, gang, gang. And I walk past. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, our resident old person, yeah, is we're gonna scratching ex- his head. We're going to explain gang, gang at the break. Uh, so, Can we listen God to Gucci damn gang? All you. Yeah, we will. But yeah, let's finish will. the scene real quick and then we'll get right to gang, gang. Yeah. Uh, we enter and I. Walk up to the Viscountess, who's hopefully in the middle of the cathedral where we last spoke. Nope, vampire. Fuck. Just kidding. Oh my god, I was like, just like Ooh, Paul. I kill it. Is it half? Yeah, you win. <laughs> yes, I love D&D. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Wait, what do I roll? Do I roll more? Yeah. I gotta oh roll. I gotta roll. You got a hundred. Yes, yes, yes. Do you think yes, yes. we're ready for a break yet? <laughs> we're getting antsy. Oh man, so antsy in the bansies. So... <laughs> Yeah, the Viscountess is, uh, she's up by the altar and she's staring. The this Last you were here, this place was full of flowers and full, full of uh, just color and vibrant uh, shades of different colors and, and plants, greenery. And now it is empty and gray. And the light coming in is from the lit braziers along the pillars. And then there uh, at the tower, there's large glass windows that let in columns of light and they the columns of light happen to land on the altar uh giving the front of the viscountess she's covered in shadow and you can you see her silhouette through and um by the light shining down on her says oh so what have you come here to tell me i have most important news i greatly apologize for interrupting during that ceremony it's just yes more than an emergency. It's, it's, I mean, well. Magister Aragold helped deliver my first child. Magister Aragold taught my son how to read. Magister Aragold served this community for many years with great distinction, and now he's dead. He serves it now. Listen, 
I've been a cleric for a long time, and worshipping the life domain has taught me many things about the nature of creatures and the impact they leave on this world. He is not gone from this place. Even though you have laid him out to sea, he continues to serve his purpose, even now. And that is why I must speak with you. There is a grave threat on the entire kingdom. All cities will have to muster forces in order to combat this. I mean, we live in a magical world, Viscountess, and some of that magic isn't very good, and, well, it's coming. What is it? What What is coming? Evil. Evil from the Eternity Pit. You, you, uh, you're not making sense. What What is... Have you heard any tales from the orcs? No, I, I'm not sure what that is. They are a people to the south of here. A very wise and ancient people with a rich oral tradition and great hygiene. But one of their stories that they tell tells of a prophecy where an evil will come and sweep through this land. And I have had visions of this and so have my comrades. A creature with a red and black scaly skin. You've seen it. She shakes her head. This is not a coincidence. These visions are going stronger and all of those who are sensitive to magic in the kingdom. It is now we have to come together and unite forces if we are to survive. My husband... He is a good man, but he acts without thinking. He's taking his army south. The queen has declared full full rights to any army that conquers the south. Rights to whatever they find. It's... I don't like it, but... We would be less strong were we not to take this action. He's taking his knights out and a contingent of conscripts tomorrow uh, to head southward along the river, and then down uh, down through the Queen's Garden into the Southlands. That army must wait. It must be delayed. You, you speak... You say that I have told many in close council what I have seen, and up till now everyone has said that they're only dreams. There that are others. I'm... That I'm thinking of the... Show her. Show her what we took from the cave. Show me what? And it isn't your land to claim or take. Or is it's fine. I've got this. I pull I out... I kind of start... Go ahead. No, my character starts pacing. Mm-hmm. Hearing that these people are going down to claim their parcel has yep. made him quite angry. Yep. There's something you must know, and that army must stop. And I, I, I pull out that tapestry and the... Oh, yeah, and I'm wearing, like, stuff covering it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. And I'm about to take off my sh- thing and get all roided up. <laughs> get, <laughs> Just get glistening. Get, get glistening. Get, get, oh, glistening good, and pissing. That's what good, it's all about. Good and glistening. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So you, so you want me to tell my husband, who up till now is one of the last... Uh, the last men to head southward and take what is there to ensure the continued success of our line and our city. You're telling me that I need to convince him to wait? Do you understand how impossible of a task you've asked me to undertake? I can't ask him to wait. He won't listen to me. He is the Viscount. He is in charge. He has his army and he's going south. 
And I have to tell you, she's surely the last one to head south. Whole armies from other cities have already headed southward. From what I hear that... Listen to me. You are the Viscountess of Fell. You matter. Your voice matters in this fight. If your husband retains his army, then he will retain his forces for when he needs them. There is a bigger fight coming, and if he just holds his position, it's the smarter move. Roll persuasion at advantage for me. Yeah. <coughs> That's not good. That's not good either. I got ten. Okay. Not very convincing right now. Well, I mean, and also I think the thing you're asking of is pretty monumental. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she she looks at you and she says, I thank you for bringing me this news. And it's comforting to know that there are others that have seen the things that I've seen. But you just have to understand what an impossible task you've asked me to undertake. I can't do it. I am the Viscountess, but my place is not to command the army. That is his rightful, lawful place. Let me ask you then, what is your place? My place is here to protect the people, to ensure that they are fed, that they are clothed, that they have, uh, that the streets are free of disease, that they are provided for. I've walked through your city. Have you been to the refugee camps at your walls? She doesn't answer. I think you're doing a shit job. And I've come here to wake you up. You want to do the right thing? Listen to me. You may leave now. I do, my lady. I leave. I don't. Um, I step forward and... Viscountess, there are... There are people like you and your husband, people with, with power, and, and they're using it for all the wrong reasons. Uh, I know that people like me and, and Harbeck have come in before and said that there are bad things happening or there are bad people, but nothing this of this magnitude. Let me... In, let, let me... I'm going to let you in on a secret. Jeez, that took a long time to figure out how to say. <laughs> the queen has ordained that with the death, the untimely death of her only son, that that noble which found worthy will be named the next rightful heir to the Alalian throne. That whosoever amongst the noble courts is found most honorable by the end of the winter season will be named rightful heir to the throne by formal decree it will be law this has never happened before and we have worked too long and too hard to live in this goddamn wasteland in the middle of nowhere on the outskirts of civilization farthest from the capital we have a real chance to take the throne and do good to to actually provide for the citizens of Alal. If you don't... If you don't... Soon enough, there's not going to be anything to, to make good for. All of the people, all of the, the creatures, all of the magic. Everything and everything 
that you have ever known or or wished for is going to be gone. Roll persuade for me, Ornella. 19 plus 4? 3 plus 3. Nope. That's perception. It's close. Oh, yeah. Persuasion is plus 4. So. Okay. So 23. So she looks at you... And uh, she closes her eyes for several beats. You can see she's thinking. I have sensed for a long time that something rotten is at the core of Alal. And I think the queen is in trouble. I disagree with my husband's wishes to travel south. I think that leaves us vulnerable to whatever is festering in the capital. Have you heard of the Beguiler? The what? The Beguiler. It's a demon of deceit. No. (coughs) We believe that that is what you are talking about. That the thing lurking in the shadows, whispering into the nobles' ears and leading them astray is this creature which has been summoned to this plane. I will do what I can to halt my husband's decision to march south. But you're going to need to... He's not going to... He's not going to leave... Oh, I can't believe I'm saying this. He's not going to leave if the city is... If it needs protecting. If the refugee camp were to take arms up against the city if there was to be disorder if there was to be fighting there was there would be no way that my husband would be able to take his soldiers south he would have to keep them here unlike many of the others we do not have a full complement of city guard our soldiers are our city guard in many respects we'd be left with a skeleton crew if they were gone if the What if I told you there was a network of cultists in every major city looking to take over and um, undermine every major family? You would be making a pretty bold and profound accusation. I uh, pull the eyeball hair strand I took from the sewers in my pack, and I present that. My, what is... This is... One of its instruments, it sees through these eyes, and its cultists who worship the demon have these powers. Fuck yeah. Alright, here's where we end. You hear the loud cathedral doors slam open, and the, the guard that motioned you to come inside is now standing. You can see his, his gaze, his, the, Pits of his eyes have rolled into the back of his head, exposing just pure white, the whites of his eyes. And he speaks in a broken and garbled tongue. My queen, you must leave. These are traitors to the crown. And I say, oh, crap. And then I squish the eye in my hand. Uh, More guards, uh, more soldiers flow in behind him. Uh, Four more fall in on ranks. Queen, you, my, my Viscountess, you must come with us for your pr- protection. And uh, she screams. She's like, no, if, 
Garrett, please. I'm sorry, Viscountess. I've brought the Beguiler to your door. What? This instrument has brought him here. I'm, I'm so sorry. They've, they've already begun. They're, they're, they're already here. And with Save the- your apologies. And I throw my robe off in glistening glory and pull my sword out, and I just run at one of them. And I say, that is an orcs. <laughs>